forever. Dog. What's good, Peppermint? Did you hey, miss me? Hey, Caswell. Did you miss I me? I missed you. What did you I mean, do last night? It's only been night? a week. But, oh my gosh, last night. Well, I flew to Aspen, Oh, that's nice. Aspen, Let me tell you Colorado. what I did last week. No, sorry, oh. no Aspen. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're in Aspen. Yeah, I'm in Aspen. Yeah. Um, so I'm in Aspen today. I have a show there today. Yeah. Uh, so I flew to Aspen and it's super cold. I'm up in the mountains and... Uh, it's the day, I'm really excited because it's, it's the nice debut hotel room. of my, nice from here. yeah, oh, I'm at the W Hotel, it's gorgeous. Okay. Um, and I'm, it's, no, um, <laughs> I'm debuting my, um, my album for the first time. I don't even have a name to this album, mm-hmm. but it's the first time I'm performing any of this music in public. So it's kind of a special day. Uh, of course, I'm here for Aspen Gay Ski Week. And so if anybody is hearing this and listening to this, if you're in the Aspen, Colorado area, which apparently they call the High Rockies. Um, <laughs> come on. I don't know what that's about. But, um, maybe it's because we're high in the mountains. But uh, make sure you come out to W Hotel Aspen Gay Ski Week tonight. Uh, my show starts at uh, 6 o'clock, uh, I think. And um, yeah, you're invited. That's amazing. Are you, you doing it with a band? Or is it just... Yeah, it's act- I'm glad you asked. It's live music, me with a with a mini band. It's an acoustic set. So it's kind of, you know, very Peppermint Unplugged. Oh, wow. But it should be good. And um, I'm excited... To, to perform this material live, but I'm really excited just to get this album out there. It's something, for those of you that don't know, I've been working on it tirelessly. Caswell is on the album as well, featured on the album. I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, and so it's a great day. How about you, Boo? Well, since you're plugging your new album, uh, <laughs> my I'm working on put, getting together a four-song EP that's going to be out on April 1st. And so I just finished a song called Guava Juice uh, with. Which so there's is a this Colombian producer named Jamie Prado. He goes, but that's so I'm working with him. And then Alma Lake, she's a Colombian singer. She's on this. So I got two other songs from him, and I'm gonna get one more. Drop a quickie pee. I think I'm gonna call it Tropical Protein because it's gonna. It sounds very Ew. tropical. Come on now. <laughs> But also, like, I just saw some show about advertising, and they said that anytime they put the word protein on something, it sells 10 times more than it did before. So I was like, oh, maybe my own will sell it more. <laughs> tropical protein sounds good. Or I was going to call it, like, jungle juice. Like, I just wanted, like, something jungly, tropical, like, make them think they're in the fucking... The DR. Emerald Forest. <laughs> so, because it's, it's all like, it's all like summer vibes. So, anyway, so EP's the way to go. Everyone's got a short attention span. I'm not trying to full length album just for nobody to fucking listen to it. So, but I anyway. That was different these days. Yeah, I don't care. I'm fine. <laughs> Most of it's filler anyway. So, who is the exemplary queen this week, Miss Peppermint? Oh my gosh. Well, we have a brand new segment of the show every single week. It is called <laughs> Exemplary Queen. it's not new but i i mean it's new as long as it's the same season i don't know whatever point is that um every single week we talk about someone a mover a shaker a tastemaker in the lgbtqia plus community someone who's doing great things and this week i'm really excited and kind of honored to talk about somebody who i've gotten to know a little bit over time our exemplary queen this week is Sara Ramirez, actress, star of stage and screen extraordinaire. Uh, She is an award-winning Mexican-American actress, singer, and songwriter. Uh, After graduating from Juilliard, she began acting in Broadway productions, making her debut in Paul Simon's The Cape Man, and later ventured into film and television roles. Now, she starred in Broadway in 2005's Spamalot, which she won a Tony Award for Best Featured Actress in a Musical. She's also collected Screen Actors Guild Award and a Satellite Award, among other many accolades. Uh, In addition to numerous albums and recordings, she has voiced characters in numerous video games and even an animated series. And she's most widely known for playing Dr. Kali Torres in Grey's Anatomy. And aside from all of that, I just love her because she's a queer woman of color, uh, giving visibility when, before it was even in style, to be honest with you. Uh, She was recently with me, I was with her at the Supreme Court. She was there uh, advocating for LGBT plus rights uh, during the Title VII hearings uh, in October. Um, And she is also, get this, the longest running after having played Dr. Callie Torres in Grey's Anatomy, that role earned her the the title of the longest-running LGBT character in television 
history, appearing in 11 seasons of 239 episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Um, And she's already established a legacy as a fierce LGBT QIA advocate uh, and activist who uses her platform to educate, mentor, and affect change. And so that is why uh, we are hailing this week's exemplary queen, Sara Ramirez. Thank you, Sara. Do you watch Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I, I, I watched Grey's Anatomy for like one season. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And that was it. It came on when I was in college and I just never got into it because I didn't have TV. Right. <laughs> you know, like there's a, I, I just realized there's a bunch of stuff that I never watched or saw, a bunch of movies I never watched or saw. There's mm. like a whole chunk of pop culture mm. that I just missed straight up mm. for four years because I was in college and I had, right. n- and I don't know. Um, and I just started going back and seeing some of that stuff. So. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it. Did you watch it? Were you a fan? I have never seen one episode, but I know that people get fucking silly when, they, when they're when they about to be late <laughs> and they need to run home and watch Grey's Anatomy. That's the number one show. Be like, I gotta go. I gotta go. Grey's Anatomy's on. It's like, don't you have a fucking DVR? And they're like, no, oh, Caswell, it's only 2008. I don't have a DVR. I'm like, oh. Well, I, I get into the worth saying because we've been we've been talking about everything under the sun. We didn't even say that this is It's a Mess podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So welcome to our podcast. It's called It's a Mess. It's an advice podcast. And clearly, it's also a mess. This is where we give advice to people who, unsuspecting victims, who don't expect to have their lives changed, but we're coming to rearrange you. And in case you um, thought you were listening to the Michael Moore podcast, you're like, what are these queens like? <laughs> in it's case, us. I know. <laughs> Uh, and so this is uh, people write in all the time and um, ask us all types of questions uh, and look for advice. And so we do our damnedest to provide some good advice. Now, if you are one of those people right now and you want to write in, I tell you, you should do it right now. Caswell, how? Right now, do it. Do What's that? your problem? Tell me. <laughs> go to, first of all, go to Twitter. It's, it's at It's a Mess Podcast. And then it's at It's a Mess podcast on instagram and hit that email button in our instagram profile and shoot us an email with your issue give us details but also um you can just go to your gmail and type in ask kaz and pep at gmail.com and we'll get it that way too just make sure you let us know like don't just ask us dumb shit about you know what do i cook my dinner what do i cook my boyfriend to eat for dinner don't ask me shit about why am i single just like give us specifics give us details you know what i'm saying cook your boyfriend can i did you see the (laughs) sidebar did you see the motherfucking preview for gretel and hansel that shit looks fucking crazy (laughs) it looks scary and hell and scary as hell it looks it looks looks creepy sidebar to that sidebar bitch did you see the preview for quiet place 2 i saw it in the movie the other day i went last night to see it first of all second sidebar to sidebar to the sidebar mother sucker you have to go see the movie 21 bridges you it's almost out of theaters so you don't have much time what's about this movie it's about crooked cops bitch this movie is the stuff you need to go see 21 bridges does it take place in new york (laughs) It takes place right in New York because it's because there's 21 bridges. In yeah, that's, the, that's what I thought. Um, but yeah, it's New York. Okay. Anyway, so I, yes, I want to see Quiet Place. I didn't even realize it was coming. They were doing I doing another. <gasps> oh one? wait, one more. Did you see the preview for Wonder okay, Woman so, 1984? Wait, this is sideboard to the sidebar to the sidebar to the sidebar. Wonder Woman Go. 1984. <laughs> uh, yes, of course I saw the preview. Where she's all in gold. I saw it. Was that but her? I don't think it looks. Was that her? The one? In yeah, gold? That's, I thought that's it was. Gada- okay. I thought for what? maybe it was the other blonde chick that they were talking about. We got to get to the fucking show. The fucking, um, what's that comedian's name that's sitting down with her in the beginning? Which she's like, have you ever been in love? And she's like, oh, I'm in love right now. Or whatever the fuck she said. You know, she was falling in love with her. I thought that, because I know that eventually uh, Wonder Woman has some beef with some other Amazon. So I thought maybe, because I used to have the record. Oh, no, but no, it's actually, I mean, I, no, there are other Amazons in the, in the movie. Right. But this is Gal Gadot, the, the actress, the lead actress who, who played she her. She should run for president. Okay, side. Okay, last sidebar. Did you see that Judge Duty is is um in the presidential race? Did you saw that? You saw on that? The view you today? saw that? You saw on the view you, last week. Judge Judy? She's in the presidential race. No, <laughs> that's what you just said. No, she's she's, she's campaigning on Bloomberg. for Bloomberg. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I Dummy. know. You know she's Was smart, she on the but view she's still last old, week? huh? 
Was she on The View last week? She was on The Blue View last week, yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't see it. Um, okay, I, I mean, I just wanted to mention Judge Judy because I know that's your girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's everybody's girl. Everyone loves Judge Judy. Yeah. All right, so let's hit this. Um, you hit the first question this week. Before we jump into the questions, we do want to... Uh, it's important that we acknowledge what's going on right now in Australia. Mm-hmm. They're having horrible bushfires, and the entire continent is burning right now and it's it's really upsetting i know that you've definitely heard all about it for those people that there's a lot of people that just don't know what to do and one thing that you can do is uh provide support financial support you can donate online and there's a couple places that we looked up that you can uh donate to no matter where you donate make sure that it's like a a bona fide place to donate not just through your friend, mm-hmm. you know, make sure that it's a real um, entity or organization or somewhere that, that you know that the money is going to get to where it needs to go. Right. We looked up a couple of places. Caswell, where is it? Well, the American Red Cross, you can go to redcross.org.au and give it, which is G I V I T.org.au. So check them out, mm-hmm. send them some dough. I already sent Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders 150 bucks, so I'm sending them money next. Yeah, I'm right, so sending some money too. So let's do this let's thing. Do this. It's time to get in um, for our questions. Okay, here we go. Question number one. Cue music. Dear Kaz and Pep, I am a gay white man living in Kansas City, Missouri. My best friend is, a, is straight and I went to college with him. We're actually in the same fraternity. Ugh. <laughs> About a year after we graduated college, He confided in me that he was bisexual. Him and I have never hooked up, but I've always been supportive of him. He's only had girlfriends, but I know he hooks up with guys from time to time. Typically, he goes on the prowl for dick when he's drinking or out of the club with me. That's usually when people are cold for dick. Um, (laughs) When he's feeling frisky, he'll go on a grinder or go to a gay bar with me and maybe even leave with a guy. So about eight months ago, uh, he started seeing this girl exclusively. I'll call her Linda. Linda is really cool and we get, <laughs> we get along. Let me talk about that name later on. Uh, I'll call her Linda. Linda is really cool and we get along really well actually and became really good friends. Me and Linda have similar sarcast- sarcastic personalities. We hang out a lot uh, without my bestie. Sometimes when he's at work, we'll even hang out. Take bong hits and watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Good girl. So two weeks ago, I slipped up and mentioned that Cameron Michaels from Drag Race looks a lot like the guy that my best friend hooked up with. Linda had no idea he was bi or ever hooked up with guys. Since my slip up, Linda doesn't even hit me up anymore. My (laughs) best friend has avoided all of my text messages. Part of me feels bad about my slip up, but also I feel like this is his fault too. Secrets don't do anybody any good. Do you guys think I'm in the wrong? Should I give up on my friendship? Would I I would appreciate your thoughts. Love, Fifi O'Hara, Tab Cola. <laughs> you know, Tab Cola. Remember Tab Cola? Just Tab Diet Cola? Of course I do. It tasted like shit. It tasted like Diet <laughs> it tasted Coke. Hot, it tasted like worse than t- Diet Coke. It tasted worse right than Diet Coke. By the way, I just ordered a Diet Coke. I got like vegan Thai food. And you ever had that mood when you're just really in the mood for Diet Coke and they fucking yeah, forgot the Diet Coke? Yeah, it got you, which they means we're it. hooked. We're fucking it's like hooked. It's that fucking ass. <laughs> anyway, back to you, Fifi. Um, I fucking hate that when when friends are keeping a secret and then somehow they find out based on something you said that you didn't even... Like, your whole life has to rearrange over some dumbass secret. Like, he should just tell her that he's fucking bi. I mean, half the fucking world is anyway. So that's already just... <sighs> I was going to say a word I'm not supposed to say. So, but okay, so that's a that's a big part. <laughs> so, so uh that's already kind of fucked up. Like honestly, like you should just okay. hit him up. Like this ain't got nothing to do with Linda. And and it, it like if you end up like talking your best like accidentally spilling your best friend's tea. It's not like you and your friend killed somebody together and you accidentally <laughs> told her. No, I'm serious. Like he's just by a big deal. Like, but like now she's flipping out. It's like why is it? Why is it such a big deal if your boyfriend or girlfriend is bisexual? First of all, and then why wouldn't they be calling? Like this is so so <laughs> stupid. Are you crazy? No. Like if he just came no. clean about his shit in the first place, and then wouldn't it be this problem? This isn't so much about the slip up. It's the fact that he's. He's like, he's insecure about his bisexuality and worried about what chicks okay, are going to think yeah. of him. 
And it's just like fucked yeah, okay, up. Okay, that's true. That's true. But look, I mean, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, but no. there's a there's a line here, boo, What's the that line, you can't boo? just cross. You can't just out people and be like, oh well. You can't. Like that is outing something. He didn't pull that in all outing. well. He didn't pull in all he well. Is, he didn't pull in. He, he didn't. D- he didn't say oh well. What do you mean? What I'm saying oh okay, well. Okay. I'm oh. basically saying oh well. But it's not like he did it on purpose. But it is. Not, but it is. A, it's not just spilling somebody's tea. It is. It actually is outing someone. It is. People are closeted, and I don't. I don't. I no. But that I happens by a, accident all the time. Like I could have a gay friend, and I could hang out with the mm-hmm. gay friend's best girlfriend that doesn't know he's gay, and I'll be like, "Oh, that looks like his," or something like that. Or I'll be like, "Oh, is he with someone so tonight?" Or is that his ex? I I could say something. You know what I mean? Well, like, let's be, especially let's be if you're real. doing bong hits, watching room. Okay, 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 that's hundred percent true. Bong. That's the first thing. Okay, okay, so there's a lot of people to blame here. We could blame it on blame it on the alcohol, but. You, when you're high and you're sitting around, that's when things, like, shut your mouth when you're high. Everybody knows, close your mouth when you're high. That's the first thing. Second of all, if you're in a, if you're in a, in a um, okay. if you're in a friendship with somebody and you're, and you're friends with somebody's partner, every, chances are she would have been, up, she could have been pinched whether, no matter who the, the ex was. Like, if, if you said it looked like Cameron Michaels or if it looked like, you know, Cindy Crawford, nobody wants to hear about somebody's somebody that somebody hooked up with like oh that's to be, true. You, that's true. you don't be like that's oh so and so looks like somebody that your boyfriend or girlfriend used to get fucked by nobody wants to hear that nobody wants to hear that right that's, that's the true. first thing that's true that's true second of all i mean it and, and so the, i think it's important to have these conversations and i do not like this shame and stigma that that queer people feel especially bi people and even non-binary people but specifically bisexual people feel we don't support bisexuality enough right. there's not really space to talk about it in a way that that is conducive to a help to healthy relationships i don't think and so there's a lot of problems with people who can pass as straight and heterosexual cis men right. who and and there's not sometimes a not enough room for them to to express or deal with their sexuality in their in the way that it should and so bi people i think have to end up the way we have society bisexual people have to basically whether they're bi or not have to live a gay life or a straight life like that's one or the other and people don't necessarily make it easy for them to to do the other and so i don't know if if he obviously he likes linda but what coming out to somebody especially a, a heterosexual cisgender woman today there's still a lot of stigma attached to gay men and so the, who knows if she's dating somebody and he came out to her right away and like hi i'm so and so nice to meet you i'm bi she might have been like peace and so i think you know there's 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 a reason there's some reason to to come out in your own time not to have your hot best friend who's a high talk about who you used to have sex with right well, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. That, I think I that think what he should lying. do. I honestly think that what he should do is that he should, if he hasn't done already, like you don't owe an apology to her. I think you no. won't owe an apology to him. So you can shoot him and be like, "Hey, man, I'm really, really sorry. Like it just slipped up. I wasn't trying to spill your tea and talk all your business and shit like that. I really apologize, but I, I want you to know that I didn't do it intentionally and I wasn't trying to fuck you up and let her know your business but you know please don't like please don't let this get in the way of our friendship you know and i think that when he breaks up with her you know he probably doesn't have anybody else to go to the gay clubs with so i'm sure he'll he'll call up fifi so i'm like i think it's gonna be fine but i think that you should just apologize because you did like you did like fuck up but it wasn't but and i and i agree with you that you know no one wants to hear that shit about an ex regardless but at the same time it's kind of like I, it makes me think that linda thinks that the guy that wrote Fifi, he thinks that he's like holding Fifi responsible for her boyfriend's bisexuality because his best friend is gay, which that happens a lot. That Linda's holding Fifi responsible. Yeah, because her, that almost like he's because a bad influence or it's, oh, you take right. him to the club. You know or, what, and, okay, touche, to, you're right. You're 100% right about that. Could be. I, I guess, like that, 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 ex, that would explain why Linda would not talk to Fifi anymore. But, to write back at you, <laughs> um, if it's it sounds like I don't really know, but it also sounds like there's a chance that we're supporting the sort of idea and the and the notion that in the bisexual world, guys can date girls 
guys marry girls, but fuck with guys. Guys, right. like bisexual men, marry girls, but the men are just for sex. Right. And I know that there's a lot of guys that have have that mentality. And I think that that's a, a troublesome mentality. It supports the idea that gay sex, homosexual relationships are just frivolous and not, you're not really good. And so, you know, we don't really know exactly what Linda's thinking, but mm-hmm. um, I definitely agree. Th- th- in this situation, all you can do is apologize. Mm-hmm. And so that's my, you know, that's what I have to say. I think you need to apologize and just, you know, Leave. I think you should apologize to both. Apologize to both people. And no, just he doesn't owe Linda the fucking apology. No, no, Fuck I didn't say Linda. you owe Linda. No, 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 no. There's a, there's a difference between owing someone an apology because you have to, and then apologizing to someone because you can see that something that you did could have caused them pain or something, stuff like that. That's all I'm saying. Right. I'm saying if it's important for you to mend this relationship. I'm okay. not saying you, you're you going to get arrested. I'm saying if it's important for him to mend this relationship, then it might work if you apologize to both people right. in two different ways. Right. You say to, to, to your best friend, hey, look, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to out you. I can understand how that might have messed with your relationship. And I'm really sorry about that. It wasn't intentional. And I hope you forgive me. And then to Linda, you say, look, I know you You may not want to have anything to do with me anymore. Just so you know, this is obviously something that you need to talk to him, your boyfriend about. But I I can tell how much he really likes you and cares about you. And, you know, I didn't mean to to bring up any past infractions. And so I hope we can we can move on and then just leave it at that. So that's what I have to say. That's what you should do. Keep us posted. Hopefully we won't see you on Grindr. And it's I time totally move on to the agree. Next question. And I totally agree. By the way, can I talk to you about Grindr for 30 seconds? Because yes. I someone just like for this me and I put it in my stories last week. And it is that when you sign the new contract for Grindr now, it says from Grindr's new privacy policy messages, when you send a message using your Grindr services, which could include photos, location, audio, and video to other users on the Grindr services, we may collect personal data that includes the content of the messages, including photos, location, audio, and video. Quote from the brand new Grindr privacy policy you clicked and approved this week. Bitch. So f- that's fucked up. <laughs> that's the fucked up. If you're watching. in politics, people watching, people... Anyway, they're they, they collecting all this shit. They all got right. you. So let's go into you. question number okay. two. Let's go into question number two. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I don't think we ma- mentioned that this week's uh, theme is sexual oh conundrums. We <laughs> <this>? <laughs> well, look, they read it. They read it in the titles. Question number two. Cue music. Hey, Peppermint. Hey, Caswell. I love you guys. And it would make me so happy if you read my question and gave me some advice. Well, your wish is my command, baby. I am a 32-year-old cis gay man, and I am living in New York City. I've been with the same guy for about two and a half years. We are in love with each other. The sex... The sex with me and my man has always been good, but I do notice it getting more and more redundant. Here's my issue. I desperately want to start getting other guys in the mix with us. For the most part, I am a bottom in the relationship and my man is the top. When I bring up my desire for group sex with my boyfriend, he says he can't deal with the idea of watching another guy fuck me. But he, but if he cares about me, about pleasing me sexually, shouldn't he want to see me happy? Last week, I finally guilt tripped him into trying it. We found this really hot guy in Grinder. Speaking of, but when things started getting a little too heavy, he called it off and asked the guy to leave. I was really embarrassed, and we had a huge fight. And that night, things have never been the same since. I'm wondering if I can be a monogamous relationship and only stick with one guy. I think men, straight men, and gay men have an issue that no one seems to have an answer on how to solve the problem with monogamy in three ways. Do you guys have any suggestions or should I just be a hoe forever? From Tammy Brown Seagram 7. (laughs) I love how those are the only choices. (laughs) Do you have advice or should I just be a hoe forever? This sounds like the letter we got like in season one when he's like, like, am I just a dick pig forever? (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah 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 <laughs> actually and it was a similar um problem well okay so tammy uh seagram seven which by the way big up to i know you didn't choose this i know caswell chose this name but big up to the 19 late 80s drinks <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um okay so this is the deal i think that 
it's really I don't know I don't I, I don't I don't know that I have the answer to this. I, I think do. when you when you get into okay, so I think it's important. Like, look, it's really it's difficult to be in a relationship with somebody and then change that relationship right. to open things up right. to be like, okay, now that we've been together for X amount of time, now I want to start adding in this. And I know that's like the 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 the. The, the thing the thing to do is like when you feel like you want to spice up the relationship start inviting people in but we've talked about this before and I'm still convinced that if I'm in a relationship if we're in a relationship and you start asking to have a third person involved that is the end of our relationship that's yep. how I personally think it's the beginning I of think the it's end. just the beginning of the end yeah there's just no I don't know how many ways that I don't think we are built to handle it. I think we're conditioned the way we are now to to be in monogamous relationships. I do think it's good and healthy to be able to have these type of conversations and communications. And I think the communication is extremely important. And I think you need to have good communication to be in a relationship anyway. You need to have excellent communication to be in a relationship and have three ways. And I think most <laughs> people just don't have that kind of good communication. And so I do not think it is wise. I think if you want to have... If it's important for you to have three ways, I think what you need, I think it's important to exhaust, make a list of a thousand things that you could do to satisfy. And the, and the very, the one thousandth thing on that list should be actually inviting a stranger into the bedroom. I think before that, you should try some role play with your partner. Before that, you should maybe try maybe a sexy movie. I don't know. You know, there's different things that, you know, maybe y'all like experiment with like the thrill of having, um, you know, entering a stranger into the room. Maybe that's similar to the thrill of like having sex anonymously. So you turn off the lights or meet in a strange place or have sex in public somewhere, you and your and your your man. I don't know. I think that there's just different ways you can spice up your relationship and your sex life with your partner without opening it up. Because... Once you open it up, it really does give both parties permission to look obviously look outside of the relationship. And I just think that most relationships aren't strong enough for that these days. Tammy, so I think don't do it. Tammy, like, look, Tammy. Um, well, Tammy, I don't bang. think you're. I don't. I don't agree with what you just said because I think based on the letter, Tammy already knows that he wants to have sex with more guys. Like, that seems to be the thing. Like, it's redundant. It's the same person over and over again. You know, you're in love. You have this idea about staying together forever. And then you're like, oh, shit, I'm just going to... I'm only having sex with this guy forever. And some guys start to get a lot Mm -hmm. of anxiety about that, especially if it's not always crazy, sexy, exciting, or, you know... You know, reaching the full potential of what your fantasies are. Relationship? Yeah, anxiety about being in a relationship and feeling like they're stuck with one person sexually for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. I think it's important for you to know who you are before you get in a relationship and what you really want. So if you're the kind of person that can be happy with the same person, for the rest of your life, depending on the kind of person, then that's fine. But if you if you know Mm -hmm. going into a relationship that you want to have more than one sexual partner, then you need to start that as soon as the relationship starts. Because that's when it starts to go down. Like, if you're, like, monogamous for two and a half years, and then all of a sudden, like, you bring more guys in the mix and shit, and then feelings can evolve through. I've seen this happen a hundred thousand times with gay guys, man. Like, 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 couples that get together, they bring guys in, like, and then one person catches feelings the other one isn't feeling it and then one guy wants to have the guy over time the other one does see this there's such a myriad of problems that can start this way so i'm not saying break up with them but i am saying in future relationships assuming that this isn't your last relationships and i'm saying that because i don't think it lasts forever and this one doesn't sound like it's gonna last longer but anyway oh. i think that like i think that you should just know like like i've never had i've never had a boyfriend that i wasn't monogamous with before but I've, we've just i've always like broke up eventually but i think that the sex had a lot to do with it but i think that for, for me for i haven't i haven't had a boyfriend in at least a year and the next time i have a boyfriend i I want to go into it like like as we're getting to know each other i'll let him know i'm seeing other people he'll let me know he's still having sex with other people and we still we still continue that so that like i'm not saying i want to have a three-way but i'm saying that like if he's if 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 we fall in love and he's still having sex with other people and i am too like i would i would I would think that that's understandable and you have to have the foundation of friendship first so that you can actually talk about shit like that and obviously like friendship is the the foundation for all long-lasting relationships so i I don't know what to tell him, to tell you the truth. I it's, just think, it's really, it, that's what I'm saying. I don't know the answer. I feel like it's too it's late. It's really about... I feel like it's okay, too so late. Here's the, 
here's the pattern, and this is the thing that's the problem. It's not the three-way. It's not the monogamy. It's not who's gay or straight or whatever. It's it's really not. That's not the problem. The problem is jealousy and resentment. Yeah. And once jealousy and resentment seep into the crack of a relationship, like the three-way and the desire to have a, a three-way or open up the relationship is the crack. And then once jealousy and resentment seep into that crack, it just expands. Then everyone's opening that crack. Everybody's cracks are open. And I think part of the issue is this is where jealousy can happen because jealousy is about perception, right? And so whether I'm, I can be jealous of you if we're in a relationship, I can be jealous of you whether you're doing something or not. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the, the thing that sucks is actually having sex unless you are, unless you have two more than one orifice, but having sex with more than one person at a time it's probably difficult. It's more difficult than having sex with one person. Let's just say that. Like physical sex, like intercourse. And so having sex is about having, it, at some point, is about chemistry and connection. At least chemistry and a connection play a part in having sex. And so when you're having sex with 10 people, you can be 10 people that you're going to bang in the room, but you can kind of only do it one at a time. Right. And you need to have a connection if it's going to be good sex. Right. Then there, it's better if you're... I think if you're looking into the person's eyes, if you have a kind of a rhythm going, if there's some kind of communication or, or some type of a connection, and that connection is enough to make your partner jealous if they see you having that connection exactly. with someone else. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're and right. And so I think that's that's part of the problem is just by definition, you 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 have to start off your relationship with like I'm non-monogamous. Are you down to be in a relationship with me? And just mm-hmm. start it off like before you even have sex with your partner. For the first time. Can I, can I Maybe expand, not the first can I date, expand on this a little bit? Yeah. Something, something that struck me in this letter was that he says that his, his boyfriend can't bear to watch him get fucked by another guy. And that's something that I can understand. Like, so my boyfriend, I'll Why? say his name. I'll say my friend, my boyfriend, Johnny. So what we were in a long, long relationship. And <laughs> you whatever, but there's a lot John. of Johnnies. So, but anyway, <laughs> like we, 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 we were like, we were together off and on for like 10 years and a lot of off though, mm-hmm. but um, we were t- like we had a solid like three years towards the end of it, and I knew mm-hmm. that there was some lying going on, and I like I like I said we talked about this before, like I watch a lot of Judge Judy, so I know how to ask people the right fucking questions to get the fucking answer. Yes, you do. And so he went to this after after <laughs> after party, and I found so I found out. Uh, so he came he came home and he kind of like wrote it all down to me and admitted that he slept with this guy, and I left. And I remember it was the night of Hurricane Sandy, and um. He told me, he's like, yeah, I had sex with this guy. And I called my friend Danny. I was like, yeah, he told me, he goes, oh, so so Johnny got fucked by this guy? I'm like, you know, I didn't even think about that. I just, I don't know. I just know. So I called him up and he's like, yeah, like we fucked each other. And and so I, I remember at this moment, I, got, I was on the street. I was trying to get some water. And it was that moment that calm before the storm where like the streets are silent. You can hear like the wind coming and there's a big storm coming. Everyone's like, oh, before running. the actual Yeah, storm. everyone's running to the deli really quick to grab all the water off the shelves. And I walk back. I'm like, look, there's a storm coming. It's going to be here in like an hour. I'm going to be home in 20 minutes. I don't care where you go, but you are not going to be in this apartment. And I got home. He's like crying. I'm like, but the, anyway, long story longer, like it, if, because. It really affects me to think that somebody else was inside him as opposed Why? to... Like, we didn't get to that. Because there is a sense of ownership when you're in a top relationship. And I guess that... I mean, I guess that can be... It actually doesn't even matter. Bottom top, straight gay, oh, man, woman. Like, there is a sense of ownership to, like, that's my man. And to think that another guy had his dick in my man's ass or, like, that's 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 the ass I fucked up put it i'm not, not trying to get that graphic about it but it's they just kind of like affects you a lot differently it's like oh somebody else had that almost just like when guys get jealous that some other guy fucked his girlfriend or somebody else so if somebody had, had, had sucked, if somebody had sucked his dick or jerked him off you wouldn't have been in it i would not fact. have cared a fraction as much if johnny had just fucked another guy but because another guy really? fucked him, it's completely fucked with my Isn't, head. See, that just shows you that this is an emotional kind of mental thing. Yeah. Because they're having sex is the same thing. But it depends on how it was done. And, 
You know, like that is an emotional, mental thing. Anyway, but also like the bottom, and it has a different relationship with the sex too. It just like a, a female has a different different relationship with sex when she's getting fucked by a guy or with a strap on or whatever. Because like you're literally inside somebody else's body, so it's kind of like that thing to me. It's like somebody else was inside you that wasn't me. Like to me, that was like like I that that was just like there was there was no going back after that. So I kicked him the fuck out, and he like he was like li- he was like living for two weeks in the Lower East Side where there was no heat or hot water. You know, however everyone was living. There. So I was like home living up. Amanda Lepore was living with me for two weeks because she was living in the East Village. She didn't have a place. So she moved in when he moved out. So anyway, I understand. I can understand the boyfriend's point of view is not wanting to see his man get fucked by another guy. Like I totally get, I can completely get that. So, but I, so that's why mm-hmm. I think that it's going to be too hard for him. And I think that you should just, you should just, I honestly think you should just break up with them because you even calling yourself a hoe and he and you you're dating you're dating a guy that won't be with a hoe and doesn't want to open up like that and the next time you get in a relationship you start off on on your hoe foot like put your hoe foot down first. I, I think it's important to it's probably important to try to establish okay this is this is the one thing that could work and I actually would like to when we start having guests have some sex workers on who are in relationships and talk to them about this. I actually have somebody who I would like to bring on. He happens to be pansexual, so he's fucked everybody. Um, and he and his girlfriend are both um, perform like porn actors, basically. And, you know, I would like to kind of figure this out because they have sex. They play together and with separately. Um, and but I would I'd assume they started it. the relationship. Like they both got into that knowing it. You they know both I mean? got into it. So right. I would like to hear like what their, what their, um, take on this is but i think the one thing and this is probably calls talks of what you speaks what you said i think the one way that you could possibly say this still have sex with other people is if you establish um tammy brown something (laughs) (laughs) something that is sacred to your boyfriend that you protect this asshole in terms of (laughs) in terms of sex something about your boyfriend that 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 you allow your boyfriend to claim in you, whether it's an actual body part or it's a par- uh, a a method of you know whatever it is, something about your sex that is that you save for just your boyfriend, um, and you establish that and you honor that like it's like the the code of the of the of the of the people, and if if you can do that, then that might show demonstrate to your boyfriend enough that he means enough to you for you to only save that for him regardless of anything else and i think that could be i'm just listening to your story caswell and i'm thinking maybe like if johnny had had promised from the get-go that i save this this one thing for you then and i'm fucking with other people but i'm saving this one thing for you Maybe it could have been possible. I don't know. I'm, I'm just when a hungry just pig gone's asshole is on fire, like they have no self control. Like if if I was dating in like a total <laughs> fucking bottom, and he was like, okay, okay, baby, like I'll hook up with him, I'll suck his dick, he can suck mine, and I'll me all fuck him, but I would never let him fuck me. I'd be like, fuck you, you you lying. I know you're lying. <laughs> don't do it. Don't because do when it. it comes down to, I'm serious though. Anyway, break I, up I with break are. up. Okay. Break up and then find someone that you can be a hoe with, okay? Yeah. And just, and just go, get into it. I said, put your hoe foot down and keep walking. So let's go into question number three. Sounds good to me. Question number three. Cue music. Hey, guys. I love your show. I've been thinking about writing to you for a few months, but I haven't had the guts to do it. But here I am. I'm a 26-year-old white female, and I have been married to a man I met six years ago at my church. We've been married for about a year and a half. For the past nine or ten months, our sex life has made me very uncomfortable. We've always had pretty active sex life, or at least what I would consider normal for newlyweds. But a few months into the marriage, he started lightly choking me during sex. The past few months, it's turned really more aggressive, and now he's even added spanking me really hard and calling me filthy bitch. (laughs) I notice he tends to call me a filthy, dirty bitch or a whore roughly about 10 or 20 seconds before he's going to come or when he actually does orgasm. This makes me really uncomfortable for a, this made me really uncomfortable for a while and yeah, it, it was hard for me to talk, talk about it with him. I recently started telling him how it makes me feel, but he kind of just, you know, uh, shies away from it and tells me, oh, this is what he needs to do in order to, you know, get in the state of mind to come. This got me wondering, if he's been cheating on me, 
So when I did a quick history check on his laptop, okay, that's very casual that you said, by the way, <laughs> I'm casually spying. I did not find any evidence of an affair, but I did find the porn he watches. Not only does he watch porn with extreme degradation and humiliation of young women, but he also watches it quite often. Is it me or is this fucked up? It has me thinking, this is, is this really my life now? <laughs> LOL. In order to be married to the man I love, to have to tolerate being called a filthy bitch and being spanked and choked during sex, I'm just a normal girl who wants normal, passionate, vanilla lovemaking. Uh, and him degrading me when we fuck is really starting to mess up my self-esteem and I'm reconsidering what he actually thinks of me and women in general. Mm-hmm. I love my husband and we are planning on having children together, but this aspect of our sexual life has affected me in a lot of ways. What should I do? And do you think that it's something that he can stop? Signed, Jessica Wow Gatorade. Mm, Jessica Wow Gatorade. There's so many categories of problems. It's layered. It is fucking layered. layered. First of all, <laughs> like, can he just call her a bitch to himself and not say it out loud? And that could solve a little bit of the problem. And now she knows mm-hmm. what kind of porn he watches. So it's like now he, she knows what he's probably most likely fantasizing about when he's fucking mm-hmm. her. And there's all types of layers about also how like porn desensitizes us to mm-hmm. everything, like everything. Violence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but um, right now specifically porn. Um I think that I think that she should really consider going to therapy with them mm-hmm. and talking about it and, and but at the same time I just because of all the porn that's on and so much of it is like humiliation porn and gangbang porn and you revenge know, porn and revenge porn and like like mm-hmm. I, like it just like women looking like they're suffering almost just and it's turning the guy on like it's kind of like i don't know like a lot of men really need to stop watching porn just kind of like rearrange and reset their brains because i think they forget what is pleasing the other woman like the the thing that really struck me is he knows his wife he like is he so insensitive that he has no idea that this is turning her off i mean i'm sure she doesn't come across that this type of thing would turn her on so i mean it seemed like he started off slowly because she said that first start off with light choking and now spanking and calling her a filthy mm-hmm. whore. but it reminds mm-hmm. me of that, that sex in the city <laughs> episode where every time that gay guy come when he was fucking charlie be like you fucking bitch <laughs> 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 and she had this look at her face that charlie like, huh <laughs> so but i i really think that you should, might want to consider going to therapy with him and like because you're you're also telling him that it's having an effect on you and he shies away from it so it's obviously something that he's embarrassed about talking about but it's just a place his mind goes when he's fucking her which really mm-hmm. which really kind of like it's not necessarily what he thinks of women but it's what the kind of woman that he wants to fuck at that that moment. turns him on yeah it's just some. and i think this he, is this is part of the and not to, i didn't mean to i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but i i yeah. do think that it's really indicative not only to build on what you said it's not only indicative of what he watches and what he does and what he thinks but i think one of the the disconnect here is the fact that when you're about to when you're in the throes of lovemaking and about to climax how you how you deal with your partner when you what position you're in how you touch them and treat them during sex especially when you're both about to climax or when one of you is about to climax is really telling of your relationship Mm. and for I think some people, what turns them on is anonymity. Is you dirty hoe bitch? I'm gonna smack you. You know it. It's it's dev- it, it can feel devaluing to somebody. Right. And on the flip side of that, one of the things I think for some people, what turns them on really gets their juices flowing and gets them ready to climax. It's probably the opposite of that, where I want to be held. I want to feel closeness. I want you to be tender with me when we're about to come. You know, I wanted to be lo- feel like love making, not smacking and hitting and and kind of distant behavior. Because then she feels and completely disconnected. Exactly, and so I think that's part of the problem is that it's it's an issue of not feeling safe when you feel alone right. in what it is that you are when you're looking for closeness and somebody's smacking you and pushing you. That's the last thing you want to feel, especially when you're naked. And so <laughs> I think. It, it, <laughs> 
I mean, I'm just speaking for myself here. I want to be really sex positive, and I know that there's a lot of people that that kink can be a good tool for people. Even totally. for some people, totally. porn can be it can be useful for some people. But I do I agree with you. You know, porn can 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 teach us things about our partners that are incorrect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like in um um Euphoria was that the, is that the show? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hello, Euphoria, which got picked up for season two. And Word. Mother Sucker, it has, is, they haven't even filmed it yet. Caswell, what? I don't care who else you're friends with or who you're dating or what is going on. What? You and I are watching that together. Bitch, we watched the whole Mother season Sucker. one together. Why are you looking at me like I a, know. We're about like to do season in. two. I'm just letting you know. We're doing season two of that, two, season two of uh, uh, Love After Lockup. Uh, and uh, 60 Days In, bitch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of want to wait like another month, and then we can just like binge, what binge through. Yeah, yeah. I love to Agreed. do that. All right, so back on that. subject. Okay, yeah. Sorry. So I really do think that you should get some type of therapy with him, possibly, but especially like if, if, if the problem seems mm-hmm. like he he can't come any other way. So I don't know. I think. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I feel like guys can have sex many different ways obviously and i'm assuming that you guys have had like passionate love making without him choking you and calling you a filthy whore so i i think that he's i feel like he's like kind of like transcended into this like porn state of mind when he's fucking and he kind of yeah. wants that sex and now when he's now when he's fucking i bet he's probably like imagine some like cum dumpster slut like he watches on Pornhub that you found on his channels mm-hmm. and he's like trying to get that so sometimes guys do it because it's, you know just like everyone sometimes people have sex because they're trying to feel uh feel that connection with the person that they love or they care about or even pretending to love and care about like if somebody just but met and then sometimes they're really trying to make some rough aggressive fantasy come true but that's which is fine too but you kind of have to communicate that with your uh with your sex partner so that they're in with the game too but to kind of like do that and not talk about it and you know you're making love to your wife for a year and a half and all of a sudden you're choking him and calling him a slutty hoe and you know yeah, just like coming the, in their face and, and like that spitting reminds on me of this, it's like what the fuck the, what that totally reminds me of one of the questions that somebody wrote in like uh i don't know a while ago a couple episodes ago where they were like all into their fetish and not including their partner and i think that's the other part of this that's yeah. a problem is that if you're this is kind of going into kink or a fetish and if you are into a fetish that's cool but you your fetish thing. can't be a fantasy that you're not even including your partner in and exactly. just using your partner's body like nobody everybody can tell when they're being included in the sexual situation and when you detach then then what like if you're going into this zone then where am, what am i going to do but that but the other level to that pep is that that's the fantasy that he likes is when the woman that, isn't involved like that's the whole thing yeah. is the woman's like put your ass up stick up your pussy open your ass cheeks like she's just being used yeah. for holes so the whole fantasy is that she's not involved and he's just using her body i'm assuming based on what 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 yeah. she's leading me to think is the this porn that he watches thing. you know yeah. what i'm trying to say so it's kind of mm-hmm. like so unless she's like interested in being like, here, my mouth's open, my asshole's open, my pussy's open, mm-hmm. like, come on, fuck me, I'm just a whole few, unless she's going to get into that. Oh, I now that I know, I'm fine, but I don't think that's going to happen. So that's why I think you should really talk and even maybe see a sex counselor about that. But, you yeah. know, uh, but is and also, but the other thing, too, is like. I, I've uh, watched a lot of YouTube videos. We could talk about porn. this another time, but I've watched a lot of YouTube videos <laughs> lately of guys that have quit watching porn and they talk about the effects that have happened when they, they still masturbate, they still have sex, they just stop watching porn. And some of the effects that they say happens on them is like, you know, when um, like when they were watching porn all the time, you know, their wife would be naked in the room getting dressed and they wouldn't even look or, you know, all the sex was right about getting to the fucking. There was never any foreplay. There was never any lovemaking. And then he says... And it was all about like, you know, all, all about getting to the climax. That was the whole point of sex. Anytime he had sex with his wife. And then like after mm-hmm. they quit porn for like three months, his wife would blow him a kiss and he's getting hard on. You know what I mean? He's more into mm-hmm. the foreplay. He's really excited about like seeing his wife and his wife is like turning him on like crazy. So I think that's something you might want to consider talking to him about is the effects that porn is having on his brain. And if he if he stops watching porn, what type of effect that would have? And you could find these videos. That's YouTube. not something for him to for her to. I mean, she's not a sexual ex- expert, right? And so that's probably something I'm not a that sexual expert have... either. But I mean, but but I'm saying right, but that nobody this... wants to hear that from their partner. Like, you can't be like, you have to stop watching porn because it's bad for your brain. That's something that he's going to need to discover no. in 
a clinical setting. Right, but um, no, not necessarily a clinical setting because he can go on YouTube and talk to, and, and see confessions of straight guys. Well, I've only seen mm-hmm. straight guys talk about it. I'm sure there's gay guys too, but I haven't seen straight guys talking about they've quit porn and this is the effect that it's had on their life and it's been a positive effect and this is why. Mm-hmm. And so I think that mm-hmm. she, he probably, it might not even have occurred to him. Like I was just, I mean, I, I was talking about this the other day. Like to me, like porn is synonymous with jerking off. Like I can't remember the last time I did it without it. So I mean, but to me, that's mm-hmm. kind of fucked up and some strange way that you know for me to do something so natural i have to have pixels in front of my face so i've been that's another topic i could talk about but i think it applies i can apply which it to we this should program. which yeah we should. we should talk about it but i really think that that i that the you've discovered that the porn that he watches is having an effect on the sex that he desires from the only woman that he's having sex with and it's fucking you up and that he you got it could really mm-hmm. be a more fulfilling sexual relationship if 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 he struck if he stops being um if he stops being so affected by the porn that he's watching, which seems to be the case. Yeah, I think, okay, I'm going to take the last word on this. I completely agree with you, Caswell. Definitely porn and 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 this kind of, uh, porn can affect the way that you relate to your partner. And this type of kind of fetish is having an effect on your relationship. So, Jessica, I definitely think it's it's we can't chalk it down chalk it up to just you're being uptight and why don't you loosen up and 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 live a little. Yeah. It's not that. This is really more about you not feeling seen and heard in your relationship uh-huh. and not feeling including in the sex that you're having with your husband. Right. And until you are able to get him to realize that, then it, you might have some problems. So I definitely think this is something that you and him need to work on together, but you have to tread on it lightly because when it comes to something like this and porn and sex, and if he's American, which I'm assuming that he is, then there's shame attached to this. Even on a, on a lower level, Americans have shame. I have a puritanical idea about porn, mm. and there's like a shame and a stigma attached to it, even if it's not out in the open. And so, calling him and uh, on his porn addiction or porn watching or fetishes that he does could make him bristle up and kind of shut down. And the best way I think to address this is really to get him in a neutral zone. So that he can openly talk about these things in a way that's constructive. You can't be like, you're addicted to porn while you're having sex. Like, it's not going to work. And so I think the best setting to do it is in a therapist, like Cashwell said. But um, no matter what you do, we wish you the best of luck in in, um, having a healthier relationship and connection with your husband. So, um, you know, until that, I guess just make sure you get him a, maybe get him a, gift certificate to Pornhub who knows and this, and this and this and this show has gone almost an hour so it um, has but let's wrap this shit up we've gone over but it always does when we talk about sex right um, that is our show thank you so much for tuning in mm-hmm. make sure if you're in Aspen you um, you know come on over to the W Hotel Aspen Ski Lodge at the uh, Aspen Gay Ski Week and check out all the new music that Caswell and I have coming out in 2020 and we didn't get a chance to really wish every all of our listeners a happy new year and thank you so much for, for listening to us and sticking with us while we build and grow our show you are a part of our family and we really do appreciate it um, for now that is the show make sure you log in subscribe and follow us and all the good shit and uh, as usual faces places and names have been changed to protect the innocent and the guilty mm. <laughs> so hit us up at uh, at the it's a mess podcast that's our Instagram and Twitter please follow us and tell your friends to do the same and we'll see you next week we love you bye, bye. forever This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. (coughs) 